The Murderer by Nora Tapa. As Izzy and May got their stuff ready to go stay with their grandma for a month, their grandma was acting rude when they picked them both up, but they thought none of it and thought some medication. About ten minutes later, they arrived at the house and got inside. They started to pack their bags. It was about seven o'clock p.m. Grandma said she was going to the store, or that's what they thought. When Grandma came home, three days later, they got some news. That wasn't good. What will happen? Chapter one, packing up. Ugh, said May. Do we have to stay with Grandma? Yes, we do, May. Mama and Dad are out of town for a month, and we can't stay by ourselves for a month. Once we got there, we unpacked. When we got inside, it smelled like old Grandma's house. The walls were plain white with pictures of people. It wasn't a big house, but big enough for us. There weren't any upstairs, only downstairs. We went to our bedrooms. I wasn't really pleased at how my bedroom looked. There was a filthy twin bed, a very small bathroom with a dirty toilet. The walls were bland with nothing on it. It smelled like a swamp. I wonder what May's room looks like. It's probably better than mine, since she's a favorite grandchild, I thought to myself. Then Grandma came to my room. How do you like it, sweetie? asked Grandma. Looks just like home, I replied in a sarcastic way. Oh, goody good, jumped Grandma. Ugh, this is going to be the worst month ever. I'm going grocery shopping. I'll be back soon. Be good, yelled Grandma. Okay, Grandma, I yelled back. Hmm, I could explore the house for a little bit since Grandma left, May thought to herself. Chapter 2, Exploring. I walked on the creamy stairs. May was taking a nap. Her snoring was as loud as an elephant. The floorboard creaked as I walked. I looked at the pictures of Grandma's grandkids on the walls. The frames were scratched up, and on some pictures, the glass was cracked. Weird, I thought. My stomach growled in anger, feasting for food, as I looked around the house. I went to the kitchen to see if there was any good food. The cupboards were an old beige brown. Some of the knobs on them were loose. I opened the cabinet and saw some bread and peanut butter. I pulled them both out. Well, it's the best I can do now, until Grandma comes home. I pulled the bread out. Ew, it's hard bread, I said out loud. Oh, and the peanut butter is skippy, the worst kind of peanut butter. It's the best I can do, and I must eat something. I can't just starve myself. I picked up the crusty hard bread with the gross peanut butter and took a biteable bite. Gross. Ten minutes later, May came up from taking a long nap. Is Grandma home yet? May asked. No, I replied. It has been two hours. Where could she be? She questioned. She is old. Let her take her time, I said. It is almost seven o'clock p.m., and she still is at home. What could she be doing that is possibly more important? I'm just going to go upstairs until she comes home and try to unpack some more, I said to May, annoyed. I sort of stomped upstairs and closed my door and plopped myself onto the bed. Twenty minutes later, she finally came home. I'm home! Did you miss me? Because I sure missed my girls, yelled Grandma from downstairs. I ran downstairs, not to see her, but to get food. It took you two hours just to get 20 groceries. What did you do when you were there? Oh, I had some extra errands to run, important ones, she smirked. Oh, okay then, I replied suspiciously. Me and May were looking at each other like, what's going on? She's acting weird, but it could be a medication she takes for her joints and her sleeping pill. But May was not as weird as I was. Grandma usually acts like this, but not like this. Your girls should get some sleep. It is pretty late, isn't it? Grandma questioned. It is only 10 o'clock p.m., May said to her. Oh, but Grandma needs to catch up on some things that are important. So, run along now and close your eyes and sleep, my granddaughters. Me and May slowly went up the stairs, sort of petrified of Grandma. We didn't know what was up with her. 
Me and May didn't even talk to each other as we went upstairs. Only our faces could explain what we were feeling. We went to our separate rooms, closed the door, and turned off the light. But expect for me, I grabbed my journal and started writing. I wrote about what happened and how I am feeling. Nobody knows I have this journal except me. I mostly write in it every day just to keep my thoughts to myself and how I am feeling. It's stress relieving. After a little, when I realized it was midnight, I slowly closed my baggy, tired eyes shut. Chapter 3. A Strange Visitor Knock, knock. That loud banging sound woke me up. Ugh, who is that? Who is here at 7 o'clock a.m. in the morning banging on our door? Bing, bing. May, go get the door, I yelled. No answer. Fine, I'll be the responsible sister and go get the door. I thought to myself in anger, bang, bang, I'm coming, relax. When I open the door, I see a fellow police officer. Oh my God, am I getting arrested? Did we do something bad? I said to myself, calm down, I said quietly. Should I say hi or should I just close the door on him? Come on, Izzy, just say hi. I have been standing here for like two minutes now. But then the officer finally talked. Um, hello, I am Chief Hopper. Is your parents home or another adult around here? He said as he was looking around my house. Um, yes, but she is sleeping, and I don't think you should wake her up because she's crabby when you wake her up. What do you need? I asked. Well, it's sort of better she comes out here, and I'm here to tell you news that isn't so pleasant. Well, like I said, she is sleeping, and I can't wake her up. She is scary, so just tell me the news, and you can be off on your way. As I said those words, it hit me. By kind of news, is everything okay? The officer's face seemed timid and dim, like he was annoyed and sad at the same time. Ma'am, is there anyone else that is older here in this household? Only my sister, but she's the same age as me, 12. My goodness, I was getting paranoid by this officer. Can he just tell me already? I don't want to yell at him, because then maybe he'll arrest me, or even worse, kill me. I try to keep calm and not lash out at him. He sighed. Ma'am, this is hard to say for a 12-year-old. But you're not going to believe me, but your parents have gotten in a bad car crash on Highway 75th Street. We tried to save them, but it was too late. There were pills all over the car seats and a weird stuff-looking syringe with fluid in it. My jaw dropped. You're lying. You have to be. My parents are good drivers and won't ever take pills and have a syringe with fluid in it. Ma'am, like I said, I'm not lying. I wish I was, but I'm not. Here are some pictures. He showed pictures of them in the car, laying there, dead. The pills were shaped like a cylinder shape. The syringe was in the car, holding halfway half empty. Blood on their arms and mouths. Their mouths were wide open, almost like they were trying to yell for help. My dad was on the ground with his eyes almost squinted open. His eyes were dilated. My mom's was in the driving seat. She was laying on the side by the window. Her eyes were closed. And her eyes looked open like an owl. Me seeing those pictures made me look away. I couldn't look at my parents' dead bodies. It was heartbreaking to see. I can't believe it. My parents are actually dead? I could feel my eyes tearing up in tears. Ma'am, you can take these pictures, but I should be on my way, the officer said to me with a solemn face. I slowly closed the door while the officer was walking back to his car. Then finally, my sister came out of her room and saw my red cheeks with the tears falling. I looked at her and slowly rose the pictures for her to see them. She didn't realize who the people were in the picture first, but she finally did. Izzy, are these real? Are these our parents laying down in the car dead? I looked at her and I nodded slowly. I dropped the pictures on the ground and went to my room and closed the door without another word. Izzy, you can't just walk away from me without telling me what happened. May yelled outside from my room. 
Izzy, May, what is going on? Why do I hear sobs? And why do I hear yelling? Is everything okay? Did you know about our parents' death, Grandma? They're dead, both of them, and Izzy won't come out of her room to tell us how or when. Izzy, come out of your room and tell me now us the story, yelled Grandma. I didn't want to come and talk about it, because then I'll just start bawling my eyes out like a little baby. But I know I have to. I tried talking to myself into going out there and telling them all of it, even with Officer Hopper. I opened the door and told them. May started bawling right when I got to the part when I showed them the pictures. Grandma just listened, and her facial expression stayed the same. She would only nod. Did she even care that her mom and dad are dead? or she is just too astonished to say anything about it. I thought to myself, after the conversation, we all just went to our rooms and didn't see anything after that. I wanted to investigate and find out who did it and what were the pills and the syringe for. I want May to come with me, but I know she would say no. But I have a plan. Chapter 4 clues may wake up i whispered no answer may wake up come on please get up it's important i whispered again leave me alone i'm trying to sleep tell me tomorrow she said back to me in a sleepy voice ugh come on she needs to get up i tried one more time and now i shook her hard finally she got up what do you possibly want it's late and it's 12 o'clock a.m I have a plan. I want to sneak out and go to the place where our parents crashed at. We can take Grimmer's car and drive there. Please come with me. I will do anything. I just want to find out what happened and all the juicy stuff. Oh, heck no. I am not going. We are going to get in huge trouble, and plus, you don't know how to drive. Come on, please. I will do anything, and we better hurry because Grandma gets up really early for tea and cookies. So it's either yes or no, I replied back annoyed. I could tell she was thinking and thinking of what to say. I just need answers, and I need them now. And why wouldn't she come? Our parents are dead, and she isn't going to help me find out what happened? Fine, but you owe me big time, and if we get caught and go to jail, your fault, not mine. Yes, thank you, let's go. When we were driving there, it wasn't actually bad. No one is even driving at 1 o'clock a.m. in the morning, and the roads were dead. Thankfully, I didn't get in a car crash, or that would be bad. May was scared to death. Her face explained it all, but she had a helmet on, head for safety, and hold on for her dear life when I turned. But at least where I live, you can drive a 14, so not that far. After 15 minutes later driving around, we found the place and saw the car. Come on, let's go see what's in the car, I yelled at May. What if it's locked? It won't be, trust me, let's just go. When we were walking to the car, it was a creamy color that they bought five years ago when me and May were only little girls. Now the car will be gone by morning, and our parents are already gone. Told you, it's unlocked. Let's go in, I said to May. Izzy, look at this. I found the pills. It is in this little pocket drink holder thing. The pills are oddly weird shaped. Weird. Well, throw it in the glass and tell me if you find the syringe thing with the green liquid in it. Also, if you see a car coming this way, I whispered to May. I looked around the car to see if there's anything else. The seeds looked like they were teared up. Their ground was covered in those pills, but then I finally found the syringe. May, look what I found. It is the syringe with the liquid in it. Come here now, I yelled. Shh, a car is coming. I repeat, a car is coming. Get out of the car and hide behind the grass and trees, May yelled. We ran out of the car before the car headlights could see us in the car. We hid right behind the tall grass that smelled like dirt and bugs all over it. The moon was shining right over our heads. When the car came to a stop, the person got out of the car and went into her parents' car. The person was in a hurry. It looked like he or she was looked through the stuff in the car. 
The person was wearing all black and was tall. Then the person came out of the car and ran back into the car and drove off. Who was that? The murderer? I asked. I don't know, but I think we should get home before anything else happens. We slowly went back to our cars and drove back to the house. Mabel was looking at the syringe and said it could be poison, but we don't know. I decided just to throw it out so we don't get in trouble or squirt it on ourselves. We got home. It was just 3 o'clock a.m. Went to our bedrooms and we went to bed. Chapter 5. The Truth The next morning, I woke up to the sound of birds chirping. I was still thinking about what happened last night. Who was that person? What were they looking for? I wanted to go out again and see, but part of me wanted to just give up. I decided to journal. I got it and started to write what happened last night. Then I heard footsteps coming toward my room. Then I remembered it was Mom's and Dad's funeral today. It's the day I sighed. I wished my life was normal and that my parents would be alive and I could go home. Then I heard a knock on my door. Come in, I said. It was my grandma who came in with green a syringe in her hand. Grandma, what is happening? Are you okay, Grandma? What are you doing? Oh, sweetie, I'm sorry for all of this, but it's the best, she said with a creepy face. May help. May, what is going on? I yelled loudly. Oh, honey, it's too late now. I guess you can't go to the funeral today. Bye, my sweetie. I'm sorry for this, but it's part of the job. What job? Grandma, no, please, I will do anything. Don't put that in me. Too late, my dear. I'm sorry what I did to your parents, but it's part of the job, like I said. Grandma, no! Ah! The end.